Hey, guess what? Looking up is about to start. Daily, daily, I surrender. Grace for today is all that I need. Surprised by a mercy that's new every morning. Waking my soul to sing. Awaken my soul to sing I will trust where you lead I will trust what I can see Morning by morning Great is your faithfulness to me Breath by breath overtaken by one One step at a time when I'm overwhelmed. Strength for today, right home for tomorrow. Awaken oh, my soul to sing. Awaken oh, my soul to sing. I will trust. Trust, but I can't see morning by morning. Great is your faithfulness to me. I will trust with all my heart. You are good, you always are morning by Yeah. Mm-hmm.
know those eyes are looking up to me. That's why I'm looking up to you. Well, good afternoon, everyone, to the Looking Up Show for another wonderful Wednesday balmy afternoon. It's a lovely day out there, Sharissa. It is, actually. It might be a little bit overcast, but the weather is beautiful. Yeah, it's balmy. And I came in with my T-shirt. (laughs) You did? (laughs) Yeah, I almost didn't need a T-shirt, but I thought, although our listeners (laughs) will not be perturbed by that, certainly... (laughs) Poor Charissa, who is expecting, would have a real hard time of it. Now, talk about expecting. How far are we in the journey now? We are 29 weeks today. 29 weeks. Do you realise that's one week further than last week at the same time? That's a very good point, and it's getting closer to the end. (laughs) And um, we're joined here with our wonderful producer, Shell. It's great to have her directing traffic, as always. Absolutely. And um, so you were telling me just before we went on air that our little friend <laughs> that you are keeping warm and comfy is a soccer player. Yeah, well, I'm starting to feel a lot more kicks these days. So uh-huh. well, prepare- <laughs> it's a good thing. It's prepare- a good thing. Preparing for the Infant World Cup. There you know you go. how we've got the, the Seniors World Cup <laughs> Yep. in Qatar? This is the Infant World Cup. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how exciting. So things are going well with yes, everything? Yes, God is good. Oh, that's good. How's Justin doing? He's doing really Really well too. Oh, praise the Lord. So there you go, folk. Uh, mother, baby, and hubby are all doing well, all three of them, and we're really excited about that. Well, um, we've got another special show. Today is our final um, installment in this Matthew 24, 25 series that we have been journeying through for a number of weeks now. Today is the last one. And then next week, we will begin something new and super duper exciting, Sharissa. We will. We Do we know what that is? No, not yet. But <laughs> we will by the end of today. We will. Yeah, certainly we will. And um, But if people want to contact us, we'd love to hear from our listeners, Sharissa. How can they do that? Yeah, we love hearing from listeners the number to text us with any comments questions prayer requests is our very own personalized program number zero four triple eight one seven six two four uh we can yeah love to hear from you text is the best way to reach us on that number zero four triple eight one seven six two four and we should remind them too that they should get the app Amen. If you don't have the app already, you need to download it from the App Store, Faith FM, the Faith FM app. You can get all the previous episodes there. And if you don't have a phone that will take the app, at least go to the website, faithfm.com.au, and you can you know, browse and listen to your heart's content. Yeah, you can just listen to the Faith FM Looking Up show over and over again because all the episodes are there. And um, so, folk, we have a very special um, program in store for you today. Very important one, very practical one, uh, as, as this final one in this series. Extremely important, extremely practical, and we'll see how Jesus ends his series on Matthew 24 and 25 today. In the meantime, sit back and listen to the Psalm Project. Lord, you have searched my heart. Enjoy. Lord, you have searched me heart and soul My inmost thoughts you know them all When I sit down and when I rise You see me with your watchful eyes 
Psalm Project with that beautiful song, Lord, You Have Searched My Heart. That's mm. a beautiful scripture, Amen. isn't it, from Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search my heart, O God, and and um, know my ways. Try me and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. And create within me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. I think I missed that part. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I was actually reading that just recently mm. and the word there, create, is... That Hebrew word there is the one that is always used in reference to the activity of God. So it's only something wow. God can do. What a beautiful insight. Yeah. So that's probably that word um, in connection with creation. Yep. In like, the beginning, God the created. Created, yeah. So that's Barach, that word. Barach, it? yeah. Barach. Barach. Oh, there we go. There we go. We all became oh, Hebrew speakers. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, folk, um, those of you who have joined us um, in the last uh, few moments, big welcome to you, especially those who may be listening to the very first time to the Looking Up show, the most important and popular show, 3.30 on a Wednesday afternoon here at Faith FM. Because it's the only show. <laughs> now, Sharissa, I understand that you may yeah, have a, a friend who is joining a, us. We might have a new listener joining us. I know he uh, he downloaded the app today. Oh, wow. Justin put him onto it. So, Joel, if you're listening, welcome. We're so happy that you're joining us. And we hope you enjoy this program, not just this week, but... 
regularly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And um, so if people want to um, text us once again, yes. you want to give out that number? Zero four triple eight one seven six two four is the number to text. Okay. Okay. Well, before we get on with um, what's been what's been making news headlines from a prophetic point of view, Sharissa, mm-hmm. do you have anything to report as far as what's happened in the in the preceding seven days? Oh, in my own personal life. Talk about whatever you want to from a personal point of view. I'm trying to think what's been happening. But, yeah, look, we were away at a spiritual retreat on the weekend. It was um, just the uh, leaders from our conference, our Mm -hmm, pastors mm -hmm, from across mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. conference. And uh, we all got together up at Stewart's Point and had a wonderful time. That's on the Mid-North Coast. Mid-North Coast, Mm -hmm. had a wonderful time of prayer and Bible study. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. yeah, good food and fellowship. Praise the Lord. We missed you. I know I would love to have been there, but I was running you were. the seminar series. How did is, it go? It went really, really well. It's always, it's always a little bit you know, nerve-wracking, not quite sure how that first session will go. It's the first of four um, prophecies of hope for a troubled world. And so I'm, I'm journeying through the three angels' messages of Revelation 14, 6 to 12, giving an overview. So on, so on Sabbath, we took a look at the first part. Of the four, which was on the everlasting gospel. Finally, some good news was the title, and and if people missed it and they want to catch up, they can they can go to the website discoverhope.info. That's discoverhope.info. You can watch it online, eleven o'clock Saturday morning for the next three Saturday mornings. That's um, November, uh, sorry, October twenty two. 29 and November five is when it comes to an end. Or better still, if you live. Close to the Morissette area there in Lake Macquarie, come and visit. I'd love to see you. And if you come and visit and you're a Faith FM looking up listener, I will give you a huge, huge Don't greeting. scare them. Don't scare them. <laughs> greeting next Wednesday. It'll be uh, I'll say I'll just I'll just go go to town on welcoming you especially. So there you go. Now that they're all going to be sneaking in. (laughs) (laughs) No, so um, you're most welcome to come along. And um, yeah, that went really, really well. So this Saturday, um, my my subject is living right side up in an upside down world. Mm. And um, and actually... I know, I know that um, we, we, we had some, and I don't know if she's listening, she often listens, Linda. Linda connected with me through the Faith FM show. Did she? She was listening to the Faith FM show a mm-hmm. um, couple of weeks ago. You remember when I talked about that message I was going to share when the pendulum swings? Anyway, yes, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, anyway, she was tuning in, so she was like, she was going to come to the church, um, but yeah, she... Just things came up and she wasn't able to. Anyway, we connected the next day on the Sunday and lo and behold, she was able to come um, yeah, with her partner, Alex, um, the next uh, this, this this last Saturday from Carry On. So that's wow. through the Looking Up show. That's exciting. So, so people go. are listening. They are listening. So Linda, <laughs> if you're listening, great to have you on board and, um, and yeah, uh, it, was, it was great to be able to meet you. So anyway... That's a little on that. So that, that kept me busy and out of mischief. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there at that spiritual retreat, which I would love mm. to have been because there's nothing more important than coming together and praying and seeking the Lord, which is what the weekend was all about, wasn't it? Sort of, it was. That was at the very heart of it that was. weekend. And um, But I've heard good reports from people that went, such as yourself and others. Um, Shell, did you get a chance to go, Shell, to she the, to the spiritual did. retreat? You were there? Yeah, she was there. To the retreat, yeah, she was there. We played a game together. Oh, lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely. She taught me a new skill. <laughs> what was that? It was um, 
I can't remember the name of the game, but it was a good Must one. Must have been a good one. <laughs> Must have been a good game. It was the code names. Yeah, code names. That's the name of the game. <laughs> code names. It was about right. clues and clues. word, cl- word fair clues. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, folk, um, we recognize that we may have some listeners uh, listening to us from down in that flood-affected area. Mm. Charissa, that's been making news yeah. headlines. Um, I was just looking yeah. at that. Just horrible down there in Victoria in particular that's yeah. been smashed by rain and, and now flooding and, you know, just, just horrible, you know, stories of, of just tragedy and loss and even obviously the loss of life, I two, understand. Two, two, two individuals have died. Two individuals have died and that's always the greatest tragedy. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just, I, I, I mean, there was flooding there in Melbourne itself. Um, I think it's died down around the Maribyrnong um, Werribee area where I grew up. Literally, that's 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 the area that I grew up. I know those rivers. I know those places. You know, super well. I grew up in the western suburbs there, and you know, just to just to see the scenes, it's just horrible. They said once in a two hundred year flood event. Wow! This and there's still got more rain coming. Yeah, there's more rain coming. So now we're really praying for the people in Shepparton, Echuca. Um, they're really doing it tough, and um, yeah, just just really really sad. I think at Chuka, I heard on the news just this morning that they've had to um, uh, they've had to protect the shops and the and the CBD district of of the town by putting up the levee. I can't exactly remember how they described it, but one side, the other side of the river, will be flooded in order to spare the other side. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I thought about you know, Christ and his sacrifice, you know, he was willing to be sacrificed so that we could be spared, mm. um, experiencing that eternal separation from the Father which Jesus Christ went through. Mm. So, yeah, our thoughts are there with the Victorians and people in New South Wales as well. They've been affected. And up in Queensland, I understand, there's rain coming um, in their direction as well in some parts of Queensland, um, Tasmania. Yeah. So, you know, we just can't get away from these floods, Charissa. No, it's, um, it's La Nina. La Nina, yeah, just three years in a row. Just here to stay for a little bit longer. I don't know. Look, I mean, I haven't been around forever, um, even though I may look like it at times. <laughs> <laughs> but I really have not seen anything like this in, in my lifetime, you know, just one one natural disaster after another, just in our not, own country. It's not even just here. No. It's, it's around the world. It's, it's around the world. And, I mean, I was just, uh, where was it here? Um, uh, I, was looking at, I was looking at something that's just taking place there in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've been smashed by so many natural disasters. And this was, um, I guess, yeah, just last month. And um, the headline was, this was from Yahoo!, Apocalypse this weekend. Heat, wildfires, and now a tropical storm converge on California. So this is a mm. little while ago, like about a month ago. But you know they're they're using this biblical language. Yeah. You know, apocalypse this weekend, and we know that that word literally means revelation. It's it's not used in the appropriate sense. But when when the media use the word apocalypse, it's for something that's you know, just really bad. Yeah, well, speaking of these floods as well, in Nigeria, we don't we don't really see this making a lot of headlines, but 600 people, more than 600 people have died in the worst floods they've had in Nigeria in over a decade. Wow. It's displaced 1.3 million people, according to Nigeria's Ministry of uh, Humanitarian Affairs. So that's just shocking, you know. Yeah, it is. And um, on that front, you go from that front to the economic front, oh. and oh. <laughs> it's not much better there, is it? Jim Chalmers warns of global economy 
enemy's perilous path ahead. He said, and I quote, he said, he's cautioned the global economy is treading an increasingly perilous path. Yeah. And look, when they start saying this, because politicians do not want to spook um, the public, they Mm. do their best to try and, um, you know, uh, alleviate as much as much stress and anxiety as possible because they know that we live in a we, we live in a world where more and more people are suffering from anxiety from panic attacks I was just talking to someone who just recently through uh, a health um, a health crisis uh, has developed panic attacks mm-hmm. and so there are so there are more and more people you know depression anxiety panic attacks and 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 many of these other mental health um, challenges uh, in, in in that sphere, um, and so they're they're very careful not to not to share um, this kind of news unless they can actually see the train coming, and um, yeah, it's 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 not looking good for next year. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know it's it's a cascading effect of what we've talked about this convergence of so many different issues, you know, coming together through you know the climate climate-related um, issues with, with natural disasters on the increase. Then you've got the economies of the world. You've got the inflation growing. Um, you know, you, you've got the political tension and, and the way that is impacting. You've got food shortages that, that are on the horizon because of all the... Cost of living yeah, is soaring. cost of living is soaring. Like, I mean, just in Europe, I mean, this is, this, this is in Europe. Um, well, well, before we get there, this was a headline um, from uh, Insider Business Magazine. It's a, it's a business magazine. And this is what the, the headline was, Risk of Civil Unrest Surging in More Than Half of the World's Countries, mm. analysis says. That there's, like, there's like 200 countries in the world, you know, recognised by the UN. I think it's 193 or something uh, officially by the UN, but there's a few more than that. Um, and it says, you know, its analysis said the risk of civil unrest has increased in 101 of the 109 countries attracted. You know, the world is bound for more disruption and unrest in the next six months, an intelligent firm said. Um, it talked about, you know, it cited inflation, the energy and food crises linked to the war in Ukraine as, as key factors. And so, you know, there's a convergence of things taking place. There and is. so, like I said, I've said, I've said it before, not so long ago, I'll say it again. In my short time here on this planet, you know, barely half a century, I have not seen anything like this. Mm. Um, you know, we used to have, you know, issues and dramas and so forth and problems. But, you know, one would go and then be a respite and then another one would come. There'd be some respite or maybe two or three. But now we literally have a convergence. We do. And it's not hard to find things to talk about on no, this program. No, it's not. And, yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked about the, you know, the, the social dynamics no. that, are, that are changing yeah. um, well, beyond what we could have imagined even just a decade ago. It's true. It's so true. Um, in Paris, there was a massive protest uh, a rally in protest against inflation yep. and climate. Yep. It's not just Paris. Um, 140,000 people, yeah, you say? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. 140,000, 140, that's huge. Protests all over Europe. I was about to say 144,000. <laughs> <laughs> um, protests in Europe over cost of living and pay. It, it's, it's in France. It's in Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's strikes going on, you mm-hmm. know, and strikes being planned. Germany, Hungary... Um, you know, the list goes on. Czech Republic, I'm just reading the, the, the nations, Belgium, um, Holland, mm-hmm. you name it, um, 
throughout Europe, um, in many parts, it, it's, it really is at crisis levels. And, you know, as I was thinking about this, Charissa, and, and I was just driving here to the studio this afternoon, I couldn't help but think of the words of Scripture that tells us where God assures us in that, in that final time of trouble, such as the world has never seen, which the Bible says is coming. It says God's people, it says those that put their faith and trust in God, their bread and their water will be sure. Amen. Their bread and their water will be sure. So there may not be much. There may not be any, you know, any, any fancy dancy foods on display in the end. There may just be bread and water, but at least that will be sure. Our bread and water will be sure. So as God took care of the, Children of Israel in the wilderness for forty years, and of when Joseph was in Egypt, exactly there was a f- global famine, and Elijah yeah. when he was when he was fleeing from from King Ahab and Jezebel. So too, God will take care of His people. So, folk, God is in control. He will take care of you, um, no matter what we go through. God is there. He will take care of us. We've got to keep looking up and. That's why we call it the Looking Up Show, because Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, when you see this convergence of, of world events telling you that Jesus is coming soon, look up, because your redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah, right? Amen. Uh, we look up. We don't look around. We look up. In the meantime, we're going to sit back and listen to the Petersons, the prodigal son. Listen to this beautiful song, and then we'll be back after the news. Oh, ye. Prodigal son, oh ye prodigal son, go ye prodigal son. Be a servant of the Lord. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home and be a servant of the Lord. Oh, the prodigal son, he was a forward child. His mind was not to obey, but after he left his father's house, he thought had gone astray. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home and be a servant of the Lord. When his father saw his son coming, he met him with a smile. He ran and threw his arms around him. Lord, 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 this is my darling child. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home. Oh, I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home and be a servant of the Lord. I believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home. Oh, I believe that I will go back home. Believe, yes, I believe that I will go back home and be a servant of the Lord, Lord, Lord. 
What are you smiling about? Oh, I'm still on a high from going to Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church on Saturday. The sermon really got me and the people were friendly and really encouraged me on my walk with God. And bonus, I hear they sometimes eat together afterwards too. Oh, tell me more. Well, it starts at 9.30 each Saturday for a more casual learning and sharing time and then everyone comes together for the sermon at 11. I feel like it's helping me live a happier life. Wow, where is this place? I want to go this Saturday. It's at Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church, 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, just across from Gregson Park. Let's go together. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi all, I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at BeesTheChaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking up to you. Well, we are on the Looking Up show on this Wednesday afternoon. It's cloudy, but it's warm and balmy, and we are well and truly feeling spring, aren't we, Sharissa? We sure are. It's a good thing. Yes, indeed. And Sharissa, <laughs> Sharissa very much has a spring in her step as she continues to grow and glow <laughs> all at the same time. And um, so it's great. And yeah, that, that's true what they say. When women are pregnant, they do glow. Like you're, yeah. you're glowing far more now than before you were pregnant. Feel it's a bit brighter in this room. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, it must be amazing. Like carrying a human being. It's a very surreal you. thing. It's a That's real just, miracle. It is a miracle. is a miracle. It is a real, real miracle, and I yeah. praise the Lord for that. And um, so yeah, God gave that gift to women, mm-hmm. and so women. <laughs> can only have babies. Is that correct? That's, a, that's, it. that's right. That's right. It's always been the case, It's always it? been the case. <laughs> yes, all right. Um, well, folk, if you are joining us in the last little bit, big warm welcome to you if you've just tuned in, and we hope and pray that you'll be blessed on this afternoon's Looking Up show. This is the final um, in our 24, Matthew 24, Matthew 25 series that we've been tracking through for quite a number of weeks now, probably several months, in fact. And so if you're interested in um, catching up on one or more of the series, how can they do that, Sharissa? Well, you should just go to our website, Mm -hmm. faithfm.com.au. You can click on the Looking Up program and check out all the previous episodes that are there as podcasts. Or you can get the Faith FM app which provides you with the live stream of what's happening here as well, which is fantastic in case you're not in the range of our radio towers. You mm-hmm. can always be in range if you have data. And again, you can look up the Looking Up show there and, and browse to your heart's content. Indeed, indeed. And so, Sharissa, we have a giveaway once again today, as always. Um, do you want to 
inform our listeners, our wonderful listeners, what's the giveaway for today? Well, today we only have three copies of this amazing giveaway. So you're going to have to be quick. So you're going to have have to lock in that number. You're going to need to lock that number in. Uh, I'll tell you what the book is. It's a book by Stephen Mosley. It's called Deepen My Heart. I'll just read you a little bit of the blurb here. It says, I was a mature Christian. I had the theory and technique down, but where was the fire? The connected connectedness to God, spiritual stagnation. We've all tasted it. We hang in there, go through the motions, but at some point we find ourselves silently screaming, there's got to be more to it than this. Deep in my heart is about feeling closer to God. We talk a lot about things and bridging the gap to God about how remote he seems, but I've discovered the author says that he was always close Mm. by. And so if you're interested in hearing more of Stephen's story, Deepen My Heart is the name of this book. We only have three copies. We will be releasing the code word mm-hmm. in the next, I guess, segment. Um, but, yeah, just stay tuned. The number you want to have in your phone saved so you can race to text because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. only have this prize for the first three people. Yeah. 04-888-17624. And that is the... The looking up number, we have been given our own number. Can you believe it, Sharissa? <laughs> what a, what a I, great I, I responsibility. Have to pinch, I have to pinch myself <laughs> each time the thought enters my mind that we have been given mm. our own number. What a responsibility on our shoulders. Amen. I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, well, Sharissa, um, before we get into our Bible studies, um, our Bible study, I should say, uh, just a couple more items, I guess. We've got a few more items that we want to take a look at. Um, we were talking before the break regarding the cost of living pressures, mm. and uh, many of our listeners would be experiencing that in a major way. I mean, when petrol's like $2 a litre, yeah. um, groceries. You know, groceries have gone up so much, and insurances have gone up, electricity's gone up, gas has gone up, you name it, everything has gone up. Mm. Um, but sadly... You know, wages are not keeping up mm-hmm. with, you know, these inflationary pressures. It's interesting in the United States, um, this was uh, a headline that came through. The number of Americans, and the reason why we, we tap into the U.S. more often than not is because the United States will be at the very centre of Bible prophecy as it unfolds in that, in, 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 in that final showdown. And so that's why the United States is extremely important. It's it's at the very heart of Bible prophecy. It's right there in Revelation chapter 13. Um, it's from the United States of America that, that we will have those final events um, springboard. So that is why we mention the United States, which is in a really challenging place. I've got the midterm elections coming up in a few weeks' time. Um, so there's a lot of attention on, on what that will entail and moving forward. But this was an interesting headline that, that came out of there. This is last month um, and back in September, September 8, and the headline was the number of Americans taking out loans just to buy groceries has doubled this year. Wow. Um, so this buy now, pay later option um, is, is being tapped into, excuse the pun, more and more at the checkouts. So buy your groceries now, pay later. This buy now, pay later, Sharissa, used to only be for furniture, for TV goods, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. cars, you name it, but not for groceries. Mm -hmm. 
You literally paid for your groceries there and then. That's a whole new level. That's a whole new level. So, you know, the numbers have doubled, you yeah. know, in the last 12 months. Yeah. So that tells us that, you know, those, those uh, cost of living pressures are very real and they're really biting hard. They are, and I appreciate that some of our big supermarkets are trying to do what they, mm. you know, their best yeah, to you try were and help me. us. Uh, one thing I didn't get to mention, but you probably saw it on the news, was they've locked in the prices of certain staples at a fixed price. Oh. So they're saying, I went to the store, I was in Coles the other day, and you know, there's a little tag there next to the item, mm. and it says, this price is locked. Oh, wow. And they've locked it till January so that it will help people to cope with the... Wow. But come January, <gasps> they're, like, they're unlocking the staples. Oh, <laughs> and so kidding. that's when we'll probably... So this is a bit like the Petrol, you know, guess, the excise yeah. tax yeah, um, was halved, true, if I remember yeah. correctly, 23, 24% yeah. I mean, to cents. Yeah. But now that's been unlocked mm-hmm. and now we're paying up to $2 a litre, so depending we, on where you live, maybe even more. So you feel the prices going up of everything, mm. but you'll continue to feel them as the year progresses next year as well. Yeah, so, folk, if ever there was a time for us to trust in the Lord... You know, with all our hearts and not lean on our own understanding, as the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it's now. Yeah. You know, and the promise is, and in, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. I really appreciated the comment you made in the last section, too, about how Jesus promised us that our water and bread would be mm. sure, that he would provide for us. Yes. And to believe and to trust in God when times are tough. That takes a little bit of practice, like we can start to trust God today mm. so that as time, times get tougher, we'll be able to continue to trust him. It'll be as natural for us to turn to God as the sunflower turns to the sun. Mm. We'll just learn to live by faith. Yeah. And, um, and just on that, on that point of trusting in God, um, having, having that abiding relationship with him, you were sharing with me during the break um, a sermon that, that you came across and one that I've heard of an of an individual who who compared the story of Joseph and the famine in the story of Joseph with you know where we are today and where things might be heading, and as I was thinking about Joseph, um, God gave him that. Well, He gave him the interpretation of mm-hmm. the dream that Pharaoh had regarding the you know the seven fat cows and the seven skinny cows and the seven you know full heads of corn um, and the seven um, you know corns with nothing on them, or however you call that. Anyway, um, but Joseph was able to help the people navigate um, the people of Egypt as well as save and spare his own family. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when times get tough and, and times will get tough. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible says those labor pains will grow, they'll intensify. Um, that, that is what will happen. Jesus has said, I've told you beforehand so that when it does come to pass, you may believe. So yeah. all these things are enabling us to believe more and more in what Jesus said will come to pass, which we are seeing the beginnings. Of, you know, these are really sort of those beginnings of labor pains. But this is a time for God's people to really stand up and to, and to be saviors. If you, you know, in, in, in the, not, not, not as in Jesus the savior, but, but to point people to Christ, to to give people assurance, to say, hey, the Bible tells us that this is what we are to expect, but we have a refuge. You know, we, we have a God who cares for us. We have one who's promised our bread and our water will be sure and so forth. So this is an opportunity for Christians to to give a message of hope. Amen. A message of hope. And so that's why I called my series that I've been doing, Prophecies of Hope. 
for a troubled world. True. You know, we have prophecies of hope. We've got a message of hope to share with people that God is in control and he is bringing this whole situation to a conclusion that he will intervene through the second coming of Jesus. Look up because yes. Jesus is coming. Put your trust in you know, him. It's very interesting. Historically speaking, there was a guy named Nikolai Kondratiev. Mm-hmm. Heard yep, of that? Yep, Nikolai and how Kondratiev, yep. he noted, he charted the rise and fall of economies. That's right, yeah. Um, the cycle that the they go through. Of economies. And he noted, like when you compare the, the Kondratiev waves mm. with our understanding of what's happened in history and Bible prophecy, it seems that every time of economic crisis opens up a wonderful opportunity for people to hear the gospel because suddenly they realize that everything that they've invested in in this life can disappear. (laughs) Absolutely, and it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, and I know that wave, I know the Kondratiev wave. People can Google it and they they can see it there. But you've got 1798. Um, where where one dip happens, then you have 1844. The next time, another yep. significant time. Then you got around the 1880s, yeah, which is which is another significant time in the world where where yep. the gospel starts to move forward. And then you have after World War II, 1945, mm-hmm. and now we're at the dip again. Now yeah. we're at that crisis point. So now the gospel. That's a, that's a brilliant point. That's yeah. a brilliant point, Charissa. Top of the class. <laughs> Top of the class. I'm the only one in the class, but that's a good good thing. <laughs> you yeah. know, just one other thing. Mm. I know we're going to talk about this in coming weeks, but this whole um, COP27 mm. coming up. You know, in light of all that's happening in our world, it's becoming increasingly more and more apparent that this will be a wonderful opportunity for faith leaders to seize mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. and say, hey, we need to do something for our planet. It's an unprecedented opportunity. It is. At Mount Sinai. At Mount Sinai. Where God gave the covenant yeah. to the children of Israel. So this is huge. This is epic. And um, the Sunday um, in the middle of COP27 has been designated a rest day. I saw that. You saw that? Yeah. A rest day. And so they are all heading to Mount Sinai. Um, there are no meetings, no significant meetings at least. And so all the media will be there. Press conferences. Uh, there'll be There'll be the media there. So the world's attention, the world's eyes, check this out, for the first time, in modern day history, will be on Mount Sinai. Yeah, and I read. Wow, that's incredible. That's just incredible. And there's a, an opinion piece posted on Newsweek. It's entitled "For Our Sin of Emissions: Ten Plus One Climate Commandments," and it mm. goes down and uh, gives a suggestion of what those commandments. What are some of those? What they could be. One was do not murder um, because, you know, the effects of climate mm-hmm. change is taking life. Do not steal. Climate change is robbing our future. Mm-hmm. We're also robbing. Do not bear false witness. There are sins of omission. Politicians are not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And then listen to this. Keep the Sabbath. It says a global weekly non-carbon day of rest could reduce emissions of the world by a seventh and can be observed by different faith communities on different days. Mm. Isn't that interesting? It like, is more than interesting. It's prophetic. It is more than interesting, <laughs> folk. There is a whole heap more where that came from. So they're the first four commandments, <laughs> the first four climate-suggested commandments, but they actually will be coming up with with, with ten Climate justice commandments yeah. at Mount Sinai. That's what they'll be coming up with, according to the you've got the, the news release. Christian leaders, uh, faith leaders of India, Islam, yep. 
Judaism. Judaism, yeah. Judaism. All the world's major religions will be there. So that's something to look out for. The COP27, that begins um, in November. So not far away now from November About 6. Three, three or four weeks away. To November 18, exactly. So we're going to be doing two programs during COP27 specifically on this issue from a biblical prophetic point of view. So you do not want to miss that for the life of you. It's going to be full on. It's going to be really, really interesting and very, very important. So anyway, we're seeing the prophetic wheels turning, um, moving into higher and higher gear. So God only knows how how things are going to be progressing, but we can certainly see um, things taking place that are telling us Sharissa, that Jesus is indeed Amen. coming soon, and we praise the Lord for that. Well, folk, uh, we're about to get into our Bible study after this music piece, and I know that you're going to be blessed, so don't go away. In the meantime, Cain and essential worship never lost. Sit back and enjoy, and we'll be with you in a moment. Miracles when you move, such an easy thing for you to do. And your hand is moving right now. Still showing up at the tomb of every Lazarus, and your voice is calling me out. And right now, I know you're able, and my God will come through again. Cause you can do.
Hope you enjoyed that from Cain and Essential Worship. Beautiful song, Never Lost, Never Lost. Amen. And if we're in the hands of Jesus, Charissa, we are indeed never lost. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Oh, wow. We are getting some responses in here um, from listeners. One's just come in from Linda, your friend. Oh, Linda's (laughs) listening. Praise the Lord. What did she say? Hi, Danny. Thanks for the earlier mention on air. I am listening, Linda. Oh, wow. How exciting. How exciting. And uh, another one uh, from Mark. Good to have you listening, Mark. He says, hi, looking up team. When the New Jerusalem manifests, this is a question, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. will the world still be spherical given this world will pass away? And then he says, I love your program. God bless, Mark. Mm, Thank you, Mark. Good question. Um, Whether the world will be in the shape that it is currently. We don't have any indication from the Bible that there will be any changes as far as the shape of of the earth. But we certainly uh, know that God's going to make all things new. It says God will create a new heaven and a new earth. So it's not just the earth that needs to be recreated it's the heavens that need to be recreated because we we have polluted the heavens um through various means and and ways unfortunately especially since the industrial revolution in a major way so yeah god's going to create a new heaven and a new earth and the good news is mark it's going to be a billion trillion quadrillion zillion times better than you and i could ever imagine praise the lord because the bible says <laughs> ear has not Oh, no, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Mm. So, it's you know, be good. we can't. It's going to be good. We just want to be there. We want to be there. Yeah, I love that. I love that answer. And I, I love the thought that, you know, right now we read the Bible and we see, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. We read about the creation mm. account. By faith. By faith. But mm. when God recreates the world again... We'll, our faith will become sight. We'll watch him do it. We'll have a front row seat. Yeah, won't that be amazing? That'll be the best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Better than the Looking Up oh, show by far. Wow. <laughs> far. Hey, I, I wonder if God's going to do it again in six days. Yeah. Um, the way he did it at the beginning of time and we're on, where they're on the seventh. I like to think he would, but... Six <laughs> days and then on the seventh day of the Sabbath, yeah. we will all come together and worship the one who recreated this new earth, you know, the new heaven and new earth. Wouldn't that be incredible? Epic. I mean, that is epic. That is epic. That is beyond comprehension. And uh, because you know what? In a way, this has just entered my head. So when things just enter my head, I sometimes have to pause and think. (laughs) We all hold our breath when things enter your head. This has just come in. This is kind of a random thought. But you think about this, Sharissa. Are there going to be people who are saved who have never heard of the God of the Bible, who have never heard of Jesus, who do not so. know the story of Christ. Absolutely, there will because be. Because they're living up to all the light exactly. that they knew. Exactly. So you think about it. What better way to introduce them to the God of the Creator, to, 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 to God to the, the Creator, creator. <laughs> yeah, to God the Creator, than by replaying... The creation yes. week where they see it firsthand. That's powerful. One day after another. And then on the seventh day, they join all those that have known about God the Creator and have worshipped Him each and every seventh wow. day. They join Him and together as one, we worship the Creator God. See, this is why Sabbath. I love this program. Wow. <laughs> that was a random thought. That, that was a powerful actually... thought. I think that's your best thought 
Today. Who, in the last 20 years. The last, I'm going to, I'm quitting now. <laughs> Shell, Shell, can you find someone else to co-host? I want to quit on this high because it's never going to happen again. <laughs> no, but. That's um, powerful. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's going to be wonderful. It's mm. going to be wonderful. All right. Sharissa, my dear, um, we are now into our Bible study almost, but we want to give. <laughs> you had um, one more article? Oh, we did. We did? Well, oh, well yeah, it's... which one? The GPS. Oh, the GPS. Yeah. Well, th- this one, this one's a, a sad story, but it has a spiritual lesson, I believe. Mm. Uh, you know, we're I all f- thinks it does. Yeah, we're all familiar with the GPS. Um, we use it. You know, um, especially when you're out of town and you're away from your familiar surroundings. Mm. We we don't bother with maps anymore, do we? You nope. know, Malways or Refidex or whatever it's called. Although I mean, my dad did go to a news agent and ask if they had one the other day. <laughs> did he? What they like, say? No, we don't. Nobody <laughs> uses them anymore. <laughs> I've still got one in my car. I'm going to keep it. That could be like a collector's item. Yeah, it will probably be worth a lot of money. It will be worth a lot of money. Yeah, so hold on to it. I've got that and I've got an old Sydney one at home. So I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this. I never thought Just about it. Just don't use them because they may not work anymore. No, exactly. So, folk, um, check this out. This this was a sad story, but it does have a spiritual lesson for all of us. And that is the headline was North Carolina man dead after following GPS to destroyed bridge that dropped into the water. Mm. And so it's, it's a really sad story of this 47-year-old father of two girls. Mm who had been driving his Jeep at night from his oldest daughter's birthday party um, when his GPS led him to a bridge that had been inoperative. Wow. Since heavy flooding, you know, had come through back in 2013. So So this just happened recently. So not only was the bridge out of order, but they hadn't put any barricades there or anything like that. So this guy is following the GPS... And the GPS has no idea that this bridge has, you know, is is out of action, and there's, you know, there, there's water there. And sadly, it was at night. I think it might have been raining as well. It was at night, and he just followed his GPS. And we obviously don't know, you know, the rest of the story. But what we do know is that he went off the bridge into the river, and sadly, he perished. What a terrible story, and it just goes to show, like. You want to be following the right GPS. <laughs> you want to be following. That was the a, point. That yeah. was the point of the story. And and I guess I love the spiritual application for us because the Bible is the only GPS that we can trust to take us from this world to the eternal world. There are many other would-be GPSs out there. Mm. Many other. Um, Many other GPSs that claim to be able to help you there. But God's mm. words, the only one that is tested, proven, and yeah, it's the only one that is able to take you there. Amen. And if we follow God's word, follow Jesus, that's the only way. That's the only way. And let me just share with you this. This was a Facebook post that um, this individual's mother-in-law um, put up. Mm-hmm. And this is what she wrote in her Facebook post. The bridge had been destroyed nine years ago and never repaired. It lacked any barriers or warning signs to prevent the death of a 47-year-old father of two daughters. He will be greatly missed by his family and friends. It was a totally preventable accident. Mm. We are grieving his death. Now, what was really interesting is that she says there were no warning signs. And yet the scriptures, God's GPS, the scriptures give us warning signs all the way through. So we need not... 
you know, be confused. We need not be disoriented. We know our way to the heavenly New Jerusalem mm-hmm. if we follow God's perfect solution. That's what I call God's GPS, God's mm-hmm. perfect solution, which is his word for how we navigate from this sin-sick world to the new Jerusalem. And there's lots of warning signs along the way. And that's what this show is all about, yeah, pointing and- to those warning signs that are telling us that Jesus is drawing in how we can be ready for mm-hmm. his soon return. Not everybody likes to be, be to hear news like that. Like to hear warnings? No, they don't. <laughs> and yet, if you're in danger, that's exactly what you want to hear. Well, well, you know what? There's nothing worse, in my books anyway, than facing a uh, horrendous crisis unprepared mm. or without warning. I mean, you know, we've got the floods going on now, the, the SES, emergency leaders, premiers and so forth. They get on the on the TV networks and they give the warnings. You know, yep. they're like, and I remember there was there was one warning that came out. I think it was one community that was surrounded by water. And I remember um, the headline was, "It's too late to leave." Mm. It's too late to leave. And I thought of another spiritual application. You know, the day will come when it'll be too late. Um, now is our opportunity. While while Jesus is calling, while He's inviting us um, to give our hearts and lives to Him. And you know what, Sharissa, there's great peace. Uh, there's great peace um, knowing that you're in Christ's hands. I was visiting one of my church members who's in hospitals, going through a really tough time at the moment, and I was able to share that, you know, with Christ in the heart, with, with, with Christ in one's life, there's great peace no matter what storm you're going through. You know, you know you're in the hands of Christ, those nail-scarred hands, and that Amen. he has promised he will see you through. And you Amen. don't need to be afraid. You do not need to fear. Even death itself need not be feared by those that put their faith and trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a beautiful way to live, especially in this very difficult day and age that we are in. Absolutely. And that's what people are looking for. They're looking for peace, real, genuine peace. And Jesus, the Prince of Peace, can only offer that. Praise God. We have heard, heard from another listener here. We don't know your name, but says, liking the show, praise God. Thank oh. you so much for uh, texting in. Praise the Lord. Well, shall we? We shall. We shall. <laughs> shall, 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 shall we? Shell Shell says we, we shall. shall. We shall. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sharissa. That's all of us now. <laughs> well, uh, let's open with prayer. Sure. Dear Lord, as we study the Bible, we just thank you that we have your word, mm. a tested, sure word of prophecy that will guide us safely to your eternal kingdom. We pray, Lord, as we study the Bible, we ask for the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to bless our listeners and to help us to understand better the message you have for us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So today we are going to Matthew chapter 20. We're studying a parable that's commonly referred to as the parable of the sheep and the goats. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it should be good. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. And do you think we should give the code word now or should we give it a little bit later? Oh, I think we give it at the beginning of the next okay, section. All right. So we'll read this parable. Do you want to read the parable? Yeah, sure. I'll read some of it and then you yeah, read I'll some of it and, what you, and away we yeah. go. All right. So Matthew 25, beginning in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, when he will sit on the throne of his glory, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. 
and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then... You continue on. The righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in, naked and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer and answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Mm. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into ever- eternal life. Wow, there's a lot in there, isn't there? There is. It's the longest of all the parables, mm-hmm. and there's a lot in there. And we're looking forward to... <coughs> excuse me, that's the Malenkov again. <laughs> we're looking forward. We can't. It go, just sneaks in every week, we, we that can't go, We cannot even go one show without the Malenkov. But anyway, there it is. So, um, Thank yeah, you, Danny Malenkov. <laughs> we're going to unpack this parable and the important lessons after this beautiful song from the Wells family, By the Mark. Sit back and we'll be with you shortly. By the mark, by the mark where the nails have been, by the sun upon his precious skin, I will know my Savior when I come to him by the mark where the nails have been. When
Beautiful song, beautiful song. By the Rock, was it? I don't remember Some the title, but it was good. <laughs> it was a good song. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was somewhere along those lines. Anyway, it was the Wells family, so thank you so much for that. All right, Sharissa. Yes. Our code word. All right. We've just read the passage. We're going to be looking at the parable of the sheep and goats, which is the concluding and fourth and final parable that Jesus gave, mm-hmm. Matthew twenty four twenty five. And our code word is sheep. 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 That was a great drum roll. <laughs> that was hopeless. A one-handed drum roll. <laughs> sheep. S H E P. So then yeah. you text that word to what number? Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. Don't put emojis in there. No. A sheep emoji won't work no, for this one. No, uh, no, the no. bot only reads sheep. Yeah. So sheep is the word, and there's only three books up for um, prizes to be claimed today. So you want to be texting that word in pretty quick right now. Uh, it's a book called Deep in My Heart by Stephen Mosley. Uh, how to bridge the gap to God when He seems distant. Um, how can you draw near to Him? Well, this is a book that you. You will want to get your hands on. So there's only three copies. First in is the way we'll do it. So be one of the first people to text the word sheep to zero four triple eight one seven six two four. Fantastic. All right, Sharissa. Well, lead us. Lead <laughs> us. We are here to follow All as right. faithful sheep. Well, <laughs> Don't want to follow me. Uh, the parable of the sheep and the goats. Obviously, it's coming. It's a time describing a time that happens after the Son of Man comes in His glory. Because that's mm-hmm. um, backing up to verse thirty-one, yep. and it says, you know, Jesus is coming in His glory, and He's coming with all the holy angels with Him to sit on the, and He will sit on the throne of His glory. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be wonderful, mm-hmm. the coming of Jesus. Powerful. But then. It goes on and it describes the time when all the nations will be gathered before him and then he will separate the sheep from the goats. And so I guess the first question we need to ask is, well, when does this separation, like what, when does this judgment scene, it is a scene of judgment. There's a separation, there's a verdict, there's a, you know, uh, yeah, separating. So when does this take place? This must take place at the end of the millennium because the only time 
every single person that has ever been alive will be present here on this earth um, alive mm-hmm. will be at the end of the millennium. And the millennium, in case our listeners are, are asking the question, what's the millennium? The Bible says, this is just a really short version, when Jesus comes the second time, which is what we are looking for and waiting for, um, those who are alive that have given their hearts and lives to Christ, they'll be caught up with him in the air, along with those that have died in Christ um, for the last 6,000 years. They'll be resurrected and together they'll be caught up. And so the righteous will be in heaven for a 1,000 years. Sadly, when Jesus comes, uh, those who are alive but have have turned their back on the gift of salvation, they will be uh, they'll be killed you could say or mm-hmm. they'll be they'll perish by the brightness of Christ coming those who are the lost and are in their graves remain in the graves and so for a thousand years the righteous will be in heaven there will be a judgment um, going on as far as they will be examining the the books they'll be examining the evidence of why some are saved and why some are lost so that's a thousand years or a millennium mm-hmm. that'll take place and then the new Jerusalem comes down to this earth and uh, you've got the righteous who are in the new Jerusalem. Yes. And then God raises up all those that have died um, forfeiting their salvation. He raises them up so they are outside the new Jerusalem. Mm. Very good summary right there. And just to pick up. So they're the goats. Yeah. The sheep are inside the new Jerusalem. So you want to be a sheep. Yeah. You want to be a sheep. Um Along those same lines, just to back up what you just said, I'm just going to read a short passage. This is Revelation 20, speaking of the time right after that 1,000 years. Mm-hmm. Um, in verse 11 and onwards to the end of the chapter, it says, John says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Aha, a gathering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. books were opened. And, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. It's the time of judgment. Verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Mm, yes. So that's just. completely confirming what you just said. This is speaking of this great white throne judgment scene that happens after a thousand years Mm. um, that the Bible describes happens after Jesus comes. Indeed, indeed, yes, that's correct. And very important that people recognize that that thousand years will not be on this earth. No, it's going to be in heaven. There are many that believe that the millennium will be here on this earth um, and that there'll be a second chance. That's not biblical. That's not biblical. There'll be a second chance. There'll be those that'll be raptured prior, um, but that does not square up with Scripture. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Now, in in light of this judgment scene, what is the criteria for, like, on what is the judgment based according to the parable? And Well, according to the parable, um, I think Jesus tried to be as clear and as simple as possible. Um, the judgment is based on what we did or did not do for the least of these, Jesus' brethren. Mm, um, that's pretty sobering. Yeah. So, it's not so, just what you do, it's what you leave undone. Exactly. Well, that's the whole point. One group um, did, mm. the other group didn't do. 
And so the judgment, um, whether they were sheep or goats, was determined by yeah, where you know the opportunities they had yeah. to minister to someone in need and whether they chose to do that or not. And really, I was sharing with with you earlier this uh, during the break while this while the, while the song was going on. This really um, is about the character of God, mm-hmm. because if you take a look at um, those those items, you know, um, hunger. Yes. Um, food. Sorry. So, yeah. Thirst. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's then there's sickness. Um, nakedness. Then nakedness. Then what is there? There's um, prison. Okay. Um, stranger. Okay. <laughs> it's homeless. Okay. Those six different items. They are basic human needs. True. Around the world. They are all basic human needs. We know that regardless of whether you're a Christian, a Hindu, a Buddhist, mm-hmm. New Age, communist, um, it matters not. It matters not what your faith is or is not. Every single person on the planet knows that they are the basic human needs. And every single person knows that if you're in a position to, to help someone who is hungry and you don't do that, that is wrong. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that if you're in a position to give someone some water to drink, they are thirsty, you have that and you don't give that, you are culpable. Everybody knows, you know, that everyone needs a shelter, is sickness. You know, these are just the basic human needs. So this this judgment scene at the end of time goes beyond um, theories and theologies and philosophies. This goes to the very heart of the human being and how do we respond to people in need? Do we have the heart of God? It's all about character. Do we have the character of God? Do we have the heart of God? Are we going to be comfortable with God in his kingdom? Mm, that's a great point. Those who are ministering to the needs, to those basic human needs, they will be comfortable in the kingdom of God because they have chosen to take on board the character of God, the character of God's government, the character selfless, disinterested exactly, love. Exactly, exactly. Whereas those that have chosen not to go down that road, they have omitted those opportunities. They have shown that they are not fit mm. and that they won't be comfortable in God's kingdom that is based on the character of Jesus Christ, which is to serve, to wow. give, to love, to to show kindness and mercy. So we can just end the program now? <laughs> you almost could. <laughs> well, that's such a powerful point because, you know, God just He doesn't just want us to get to heaven to follow the GPS and reach heaven. He wants us to feel at home when we walk in Mm. through the gates to his home. And that's a powerful point. So, yeah, all right. So it's there is also like a spiritual, I guess, application to this too because it's not just about community service and humanitarian work, which is is very much a part of the ministry and the love of God in action. Mm. Um, but that spiritual dimension where, you know, feeding the hungry is, um, you know, God's word. He's, he said mm-hmm. he's the bread of life. That's right. Um, thirsty. The Holy Spirit is often, you know, that water, living water, welling up. With John 4 with the John woman 4. at the well. Yes. Um, strangers. There's an application there. Um, people who are strangers to the covenants. They well, strangers are, to God. You know, they, yeah. they, they don't know God. Yeah, so they're without hope. They're without hope. They're they're without the Prince of Peace in their lives. They need to be reached. They need someone to share with them that there is a friend in Jesus. And then there's also the whole uh, nakedness thing and how mm-hmm. w- 
our righteousness, the Bible says, is like filthy rags. That's right. But the great exchange that God wants to make with us in the wonderful gift of salvation is his life for ours. Mm. Christ's righteousness, perfect, pure righteousness, exchanged with our own Filthy rags. He wants to, to do that, and that's powerful. And that's a message that needs to be shared because you think of how many people are, are, are living life, you know, in guilt. Yeah. You know, guilt and shame and regret. And thinking, and, go and, ahead. Sorry. And they need to know that there is a Savior. There is someone mm-hmm. who forgives. There is someone who loves. There is someone who says, you know, I do not condemn you. Yes. But go and sin no more. I have a better plan for you. I've got a better life for you. They need to know that's part of the hope. And so if we're not sharing that, if we're not clothing in a spiritual sense those that are around us, we are allowing them to to, to, to continue to wallow and to be in this quicksand of depression and guilt and, and, and you know, that, that whole experience which God's plan is not for them to have. So true. I was going to say one thing and I completely forgot it. <laughs> I'm sure it was really good. It was probably my best thing. <laughs> um, but yes. Sick. Um, we're up to the sick part. Yeah, we talked about oh, yeah, the sick, sickness. So a sin is a sickness. Yes, it is. It's Virus very much a mental sin. illness, actually. We've all got that. We all have it. We're all plagued with it. We've all got All this have sinned. To sin. Yeah. All have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, of God's character. Mm. Yeah. Amen. And then uh, we are prisoners in the sense that we are sinners. We're prisoners to sin and Satan. Mm. We need a deliverer. And so I guess in light of all of that, there is a work to do in sharing the gospel to help people who are destitute of God's word, who are thirsting for the Holy Spirit, who are strangers to God's mm. hope and to His to a friendship with him who are not clothed with the righteousness of Christ. They're trying to work their way to heaven, um, who are sin sick and miserable with the things that this world offers and the standards and the ideas of culture and society, which do not help but harm. And then they're prisoners to Satan and sin. God wants us to be active in helping to liberate them as mm. well. Amen. And making Amen. sure that we ourselves have experienced his gifts of salvation. Well, in the time that remains, we got through that pretty quick, didn't we? <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to highlight from the parable before we move forward? Well, I'd like to just uh, highlight uh, the importance of the right hand. You know, the yeah. right hand is the hand of favor yes. um, in, in Scripture. So those you, you have in John, um, John chapter 1, where, where he sees a vision of Christ. And the Bible says, you know, and, and he, that is Christ, put his right hand on him and said, do not be afraid. So the right hand is 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 favor. So the sheep are on the right hand yep. of God, and they are in favor. So the opposite is true when it comes to the the left hand. Um, it's also interesting that Jesus here is in solidarity with the least of these. Mm. So, you know, he says those who are the least of the least. And Mother Teresa, she spent her life um, ministering to the least of these, and. For her, she said, to minister to the least of these, she ministered to the lepers, um, you know, to, to those who were her enemies even. Mm. Um, she ministered to them with love. And she says, when I minister to them, I'm ministering to Christ. Mm. And so when Beautiful. we minister to those who are the least, those who are in the greatest need, we are literally ministering to Jesus. Mm. 
And as a Christian, if you saw Jesus needing water, would you give him water? Yes. Absolutely. If you saw him needing hungry, you know, food, you'd give him food. If you, if you saw him needing shelter, you would invite him to stay at your place for as long as he needed. Totally. And so Jesus says, if you would do that for me, do that for the person who has need. Mm-hmm. No matter what their need is, great or small, meet that need. And so it's, it's just a beautiful and simple um, example of how we can have the heart of Jesus. There's more to come, folk. Um, sit back and listen to this beautiful song by Guy Penrod, Rock of Ages. Stand amazed. And after that, we'll have the news and then we'll be back. Cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. Not the labor of my hand can fulfill thy law's demand. Could my zeal no longer know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Oh, how marvelous!
to Faith FM, positively different radio. The Breakfast Show, bits worth repeating. Toxic masculinity is a thing. It is not everything that the woke community says it is by any stretch of the imagination. The devil always tries to push the pendulum from one extreme to the other. Yeah. But it's a very real thing and it's a disgusting thing and it's an awful thing. Yeah. And what Onan was doing here, this is toxic masculinity. Yeah. He's using his position of privilege to abuse this woman. As a result, it says, but the Lord considered this evil to deny a child to his dead brother. So the Lord took Onan's life. Okay, so this is interesting. What was it that God said was evil? Uh, To deny his brother a child. The sin that he was committing was the sin of using this woman without giving her what she needed. Yeah, you just do nothing positive for their life. You don't support them in any way whatsoever. That's an abusive relationship. That is what's going on here. This was a segment from The Breakfast Show. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Well, folk, we are in the final stretch of our Looking Up show for another Wednesday afternoon. Hope and pray you've been blessed as we've been journeying through this incredible parable. So practical, simple, yet so profound, Sharissa, that Jesus shared on the sheep and the goats and how the entire population of the world from the days of Adam and Eve all the way to the very end will be divided into those who are part of God's kingdom forevermore and those, sadly, who will not be. Mm, So true. And I love that Jesus makes things simple for us. I love that he puts things into parables. Parables are those earthly stories with heavenly Mm, meanings. mm. It's very interesting at the end of the parable, just something I'd like to pick up before I hand to you for another point I know that you're keen to share and I'm keen to hear it. Um, It says there in verse 41, After, you know, they said, when did we see you a sick or stranger and take you in? Then he will say, this is Jesus, to those on the left hand, and we're in Matthew 25, 41. Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Mm. I just think that's a really important thing to pause and reflect on, that hellfire, hell is described in the Bible not as a place but as an event Mm. that will take place, but it is an event that is prepared and described for the devil and his angels. God never wanted people to have to experience that pain. Well, that's what Second Peter three nine says. Says, you know, for the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, speaking of the second coming, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us all, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and I guess another thing to um, make sure we make clear is when the Bible talks about 
everlasting fire? Is it talking about this event of hell, like continuing on and 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 on? No, it's the consequences of sin will be eternal, as in that fire will burn everything up, will burn sin and Satan and sadly those that align themselves with his kingdom. It will burn them up, and then the Bible says God will create a new heaven and a new earth. Mm. So there will not be an everlasting fire that continually burns. Otherwise, how can there not be pain and suffering? The Bible says there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. if hell continued forever, there would always be people suffering. That's right, and sin will remain forever. Yeah. And So the Bible's clear, sin will be destroyed. Praise God. And so, yeah, so that's not a biblical teaching. In fact, sadly, that teaching has put off many Mm -hmm. sincere seekers who have come to the Scriptures and through individuals um, who have led them in the wrong way, they have turned their backs on God and said, you know, if this is the kind of God that you believe in and that you serve, I don't want to have anything to do That's with right. someone like that. Makes God out to be a monster. Oh, the, 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 the greatest monster um, this universe has ever known, beyond Hitler or Stalin or any of these um, individuals that have created so much pain and suffering and death, mm-hmm. um, God is beyond that. And so... That's not what the Bible teaches about God. The Bible talks yeah. about God, you know, who loves. And the Bible even says it's a strange work mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. It's a strange work when God has to, you know, um, give people what they have chosen, and that is eternal separation from himself. And I think I've shared this in the past, but I, I see that lake of fire as, as one final act of God's love for those that have chosen to refuse his gift of salvation. Because the Bible says, you know, God dwells in inapproachable, unapproachable fire. And, you know, in, Matthew, in, in um, Revelation 15, it talks about, you know, God's throne um, clear as glass and fire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God will wrap uh, those that are lost one final time in his arms of love through that fire and they'll be extinguished forevermore. It's like a last, a final embrace. Yeah, a final embrace. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I think that's a nice way of putting it. And so, but every time the Bible talks about eternal things or eternity everlasting in relation to God, it, it is always it is. eternal because God is eternal. Yes. But when it applies to us, it is for a period of that's time right. That's right. until it is that's extinguished. Right. Maybe we need to do a study on that sometime. That would be good. Um, yeah, to really unpack that from the Bible. Bottom line, the Bible teaches a hell much hotter than most people think. (laughs) It will actually complete its burning. (laughs) It will. It will complete its burning and the fires will go out. That's it. And then It will be ashes, the Bible says. That's right. That's right. All right. So having made that point, I guess we can back up a little bit and just reflect on the the sheep and the goats described in this parable. Um, They were a little bit surprised Mm. to hear what, Jesus had to say. Both groups were surprised. Yeah. Both groups were surprised. Firstly, uh, those on his left hand, the ones that end up as goats, they were surprised that they're not in the kingdom. And they're like, why not? We I thought mean, we were sheep. Yeah, we <laughs> thought we were sheep. You know, the you know, we paid our tithes and our offerings. We went to church. Uh, we did all these things. And um, so, you know, we, we expect to be there. But it wasn't so much that they hadn't done the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, they had, you know, they'd, they'd done all the right things as far as, you know, they'd 
potentially kept all the commandments. Um, however, it's what they did not do, what they failed to do. So they committed sins of omission. You've got sins of commission and sins of omission. Sins of commission, in simple terms, are things that we do that we know we should not do, mm-hmm. breaking the commandments. Sins of omission are things that we ought to do but we fail to do, mm-hmm. given the opportunity to do those things. And so... Uh, you've got the two groups. And so this group, they they have the sins of omission. And it's a bit like the, the rich young ruler. Uh, when, G, when he asked, you know, what must I do to be saved or how can I get into the kingdom of heaven? Jesus said, you know, what, you know have you kept the commandments? What the commandments say? He says, yeah, I've kept all them. You know, I've kept all the Ten Commandments. No worries. I'm, uh, you know, I've got a good track, perfect track record. And Jesus said, okay, no worries. Why don't you sell all your belongings, mm-hmm. sell everything that you have and come and follow me. Give to the poor and come and follow me. And mm-hmm. the Bible says he went away sorrowful because he was very, very rich. Mm-hmm. And so his sin was not so much of what he was doing that was bad, but his sin was a sin of omission that he put something, his riches, ahead of his relationship with Jesus. Oh, wow. Whereas Zacchaeus... Zacchaeus, on the other hand, um, he says to Jesus, hey, I'm going to give half of what I own to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone that I shouldn't have, I'll give back four times as much. Not twice, which is what the Bible said in the Old Testament. You give twice back as much as what you took you know, wrongfully. He says, no, not twice. I'm going to do four times. So it just shows that his heart was right. And this brings me to my next point. Those who are surprised that they did minister to Christ, that they ministered to the poor, they ministered to Christ, they did not realize it appears that that the character of Jesus had become one with their character. What leads you to say that? Because they had no idea. They did not realize that they were, you know, ministering to Christ through the poor, through, you know, feeding the the hungry, giving water to the thirsty, the sick, you know, the discouraged, the strangers, the ones in prison, they were doing all these actions without even realizing it wasn't a big deal. They weren't carrying, you know, a banner. They they, they weren't carrying a T-shirt, you know. I'm a faithful servant of, of Jesus Christ. I'm part of the sheep. I do a whole bunch of good things. They were just doing it naturally. It was like breathing for them. Mm, so beautiful. it had become part of their character. By spending time with Jesus... They had become just like him. And that reminds me of Revelation 14, verses 1 to 5. There it says, they follow the lamb wherever he goes. So so they have become just like Christ. By beholding, we become changed. Beautiful. Couldn't have put it any better. Yeah. Mm, That's powerful. And so they don't even realize that they had done all this good because they had become like Christ. They had become molded into his character. Wow. And they were now ready to be part of his kingdom, which is a kingdom of love, which is a kingdom of service, which is a kingdom of thinking of others above yourself. That's what the kingdom of God is. Mm -hmm. It seems that this is like the most important thing for us to have, Mm. to have that character that is like Jesus. Indeed. Like as we prepare for his kingdom character, kingdom kingdom character. You're in a role today. Oh, no, that's two things. That was two good things. <laughs> yeah, so they've developed the kingdom character, and that's through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit 
living in us produces the what? The fruit, fruit of, the of the Spirit, spirit. which is what? Love, joy, peace, peace. kindness, yeah. goodness, faithfulness, and so on and so forth. So the goats probably thought they had those fruits, but they were plastic. They were. They were. <laughs> sadly, they sadly, they were focused on not doing the wrong thing, but they were not focused on doing the right thing. And you know what? It's easy as Christians for us, and I'll just give you an example, the Sabbath. It's easy for us to be focused on what not to do on the Sabbath instead of focusing on what we ought to do on the Sabbath. Instead of the blessings of the Sabbath, we focus on avoiding the burdens of the Sabbath. We need to be focused on the blessings of the Sabbath. Amen. It's just like marriage. We can talk about all the hazards, all the pitfalls of marriage. You know, oh, there's this, there's that, there's this you got to worry about, there's that you got to be concerned about. Or we can talk about the blessings of marriage, the yep. burdens of the blessings. Yeah. The cup, the cup is either half, half full, empty, half full. Exactly. Matter of perspective. Exactly. Well, may God help us all to have a right perspective. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and may he help us all to have that desire to be like him. I guess, you know, as we close um, this study, because, you know, how how can we develop this, this kingdom character? How, what can, what? practical steps can our listeners take so that day by day they are preparing for Jesus to come and to be part of his sheep, (laughs) his fold. Um, Some things that stand out to me as we consider the counsel of Jesus uh, as we prepare for his soon return. One thing he said over and over again in Matthew 24 and he says over in Matthew 25 is that we should watch. Mm. So he's not talking about watch Netflix. <laughs> no, no. He's talking about uh, being aware of the times, but also watching where he leads, watching mm. where he goes, following him, being alert to what God wants in your life. Amen. 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 Can you think of any others? Well, any other things? Well, I've got a story to tell. Oh, please. It's a very powerful story. It's a true story. It's a story of a Vietnam veteran who arrived home, uh, true story, in California. And he rings up his parents. And his parents were living in Boston, very well-to-do. Um, they were very um, high up in their particular sphere. Um, and so he rings up and he says, Mom, Dad, um, I'm coming home. They're like so excited. And he says, but Mom, Dad, before I come home, I need to ask you, I've got a buddy with me. And uh, my buddy, um, not doing very well, he, he lost an arm, he lost a leg, lost an eye, his face is disfigured, and I want um, my buddy to live with us. Um, I've decided I want him to live with us. Is that okay? And mum and dad were like, well, look, son, um, he could come, probably stay for a few days, but you know what it's like. It's probably going to be difficult. Not sure how we'll be able to help him. He may need a lot of help and assistance and so on and so forth. And, um, yeah, I'm not really sure that it's going to work, like, you know, for the rest of, of his life, you know, to be with us permanently. And their son hung up the phone and said, thank you, hung up the phone. Uh, a few days later, the phone rang again. And you can guess um, there was the police on the other line and they had said, I think we have found your son. Your son has committed suicide. Mm. He was that young man. And he wanted to see whether his parents would be willing to take him in that state. Had they known it was his son, had they known it was their their son, of course they would have, Mm. but they didn't realise. And so this reminds us, this reminds us that to the least of these 
is everyone and anyone. And um, if we are able to help and support in whatever way, we ought to do that. Amen. I don't really want to say anything else after that. That's a good place for us to finish. We can, I guess the last thing is pray mm. that God would help us to have a heart like his. Yes, amen, amen. Well, folk, we're in the last um, little section now. We'll be coming back after this um, song from Casting Crowns, If We Are the Body. We'll be coming back after that for some closing thoughts and uh, to pray with you all. Enjoy. She slips in Trying to fade into the faces The girl's teasing laughter Is carrying farther than they know Farther than they know But if we are the body Why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing? Then there is a way. Cause there is a way. There is Sheds his coat and quietly sinks into the back row. The weight of their judgmental glances tells him that his chances are better out on the road. But if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? To pick and choose who should come We are the body of Christ If we are the body Why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body Bye.
says to have. That was Casting Crowns, If We Are the Body. Hope and pray you were blessed by that. So, folk, we are in the final few metres as we are about to hit the tape. Sharissa, another <laughs> show has flown by once again. It has. Blink and you miss it. Exactly right. And um, I've been really blessed as we have looked at this <laughs> very, too, very too. practical final parable of Jesus in this um, in, in, in his sermon. Yeah. Of Matthew twenty four twenty five. That was a sermon that he shared with his it disciples. It was. It was. And I, I feel it's spoken to me too. I learn mm. on this program and I, yeah, I've, I've been very impressed with the need for each one of us to make sure that we spend time with Jesus mm. so that we become like him. And it's just second nature to do what he would do mm. and to be his hands, his feet, his voice um, in the world around us to all who we meet. Mm, we have a responsibility to the people. Absolutely, in, those who are in us. need. And, you know, we, we all love surprises, good surprises. You know, <laughs> we love good surprises. We don't we like do. bad surprises. But we all, right. we all love good surprises, a surprise party or someone does something for you. It's a surprise, a happy surprise. We love that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're special moments. This is the ultimate surprise, isn't it? You want Amen. to be part of this ultimate surprise experience when Jesus says, you know, you did it unto me. And you're like, what? You know, yeah. when? How? We we had no idea. And that is like what you said. And I love the scripture you shared earlier. Um, by beholding, we become changed mm-hmm. um, more and more into Amen. his image um, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, that's, that's my prayer for each and every one of us, that we'll all become more like Jesus every day and that, being Christ-like, that's what being Christ-like is all about, following the shepherd, you know, wherever he will lead us. Um, my sheep know my voice, Jesus says, and they follow me. Mm. Um, and the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we become like him, the less we become like the one who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, and the more we become like Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, folk, um, we're, we're, we're quickly coming to the end. A couple of minutes left, and I just want to remind you of this seminar that I'm running, continuing this Saturday there at the Hillview Seventh-day Adventist Church in Morissette, Lake Macquarie, uh, Prophecies of Hope for a Troubled World. This week's, st- uh, this week's message, Living Right Side Up in an Upside-Down World, looking at the three angels' messages, God's final message of love to the world. Go to discoverhope.info, discoverhope.info for more information or to watch it online. If you're further afield, you can watch it um, or you can catch up. It's it's all there. So, sure is it time for us to pray and ask the Lord to bless us once more. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for your word. We're thankful for the lessons that you have taught us as we have stepped through this passage today. We pray that you would help us to take time each day to Mm. spend time with Jesus so that as we look to him and as we watch him and follow him, that we will become changed into his character, into being just like him. We open our hearts to the Holy Spirit and invite you in. And we thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have in your word and in Jesus who has promised that he will come again and receive us to himself if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Bless our listeners, Lord, and we thank you for hearing our prayer and answering it because we ask it in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen and amen. And folks, next week, um, in case you're wondering, we're going to be looking at Halloween <laughs> and the biblical implications of Halloween. And that's going to be followed by hell, the real truth about a hot topic the following week. <laughs> and then we're going to be getting into the climate change material. It's going to be huge. <laughs> looking forward to it. So, folks, uh, sit back and don't go away. The Drive Time Show from Adelaide is about to air straight after this program. So just a reminder... Fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always keeps looking up. Keep looking up. Until next week, God bless. Amen. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there.